Legal Matters. And indeed, we are going to have that conversation about um, yeah the growing phenomenon of fake fake qualifications. Maybe maybe not growing, or is it growing? Hey? Is it uh, as a result of more focus on people who are perhaps? Um, under the spotlight for that issue, we think that it's a growing phenomenon or is it because it is growing? Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you as we have this conversation with Khalibuwe Mudisa Pudi, Employment Relations and Employee Benefits Consultant, accredited uh, commercial mediator who's partnered with Manlatu D uh, Advisory Services. Um, Mr. Mudisa Pudi, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Really appreciate your time. Good evening, Braops, and uh, good evening to your listeners as well. Are you well this evening? I am very good, can't complain at all. Excellent. Let's talk a little bit about fake qualifications and the law. As you probably are aware, there have been uh, a whole series of conversations over the last week uh, about a prominent South African um, economist uh, who has been found to be a little wanting and as far as the authenticity of her qualifications with regards to the PhD uh, that she claims to have. I suppose that story is still subjudice and uh, those issues will be ventilated as we continue. But why is it that, first of all, we are seeing and are we seeing an increase in the number of people that are being found to be um, untrue? in uh, talking about their qualifications? Uh, perhaps, um, I think, I think it's, it's fair to say that the trend is, uh, is increasing somehow, uh, not only in South Africa, but uh, globally as well. And um, it's more so when you have very tough uh, economic circumstances and, uh, and intense competition in the labor market. Uh, so for some, an embellishment uh, here and there uh, puts you through the door. Mm. Um, uh, I think the most recent case we've had uh, last year, I think was with the CEO of uh, the GRA uh, that had uh, two uh, qualifications that were impugned or put into question. Uh, so there's there's a number of organizations that do verifications, and one of them uh, normally publishes its uh, uh, reports in terms of the work that it's done in a year. And when you look at uh, that report specifically, uh, the the number of um, criminal verifications uh, that employers have asked for uh, in the course of 2022, which is the latest report they have available. It went up by 28% compared to 2021. Qualification verifications themselves, the demand for it from employers went up by 24%. And ID verification as well went up by 21%. Now, when you look at the total number of people uh, that were subjected to the verification uh, exercise and you try to find out how many of them uh, fell off because of the veracity of the qualifications not in existence? Mm. Um, on criminal checks, uh, about 900,000 people were 
taken through the criminal checks uh, in the course of a specific time period. And 7% of them uh, basically had criminal records. Um, And then when it comes to qualifications, uh, 7% of uh, just over, uh, just under 600,000 employees that went through that, uh, 6% of them actually had false uh, qualifications reflected in their credentials. Um, so it is it is a, a a worrying concern. It is an increasing concern, and I I also think that if if you look um, at the last um, almost twenty years, twenty five years, uh, you've had a number of quite prominent uh, public officials mm. or people in in positions of prominence uh, displaying uh, when it is subjected to scrutiny, uh, coming short. Mm. Um, I think you would remember. A, an economist in the early 90s called uh, Eugene Nyati. Yes, yes. Um, was quite smart, quite prominent. Um, and in fact, uh, he, he, he basically showed up for the claimed qualifications uh, yeah. when you were testing it based on what was the conversation and what debates he was getting into. Yeah. But the truth of the matter as it came out, is that he didn't have the qualifications that he claimed, yeah. and he very quickly disappeared from um, from the public scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had the same thing at Prasa. We've had the same thing at SARS. Um, and, uh, so there's a number of instances where we've had this, including at the SABC as well. So it is it is a a, a major issue, and uh, employers are well advised to. Uh, to manage this risk if they are not already doing so, because the consequences when um, the picture comes out that somebody is falling short, uh, the consequences are quite huge, not only for the individual, but uh, yeah. for the associated corporations as well. Yeah. So I've just received a, a tweet from somebody con- calling themselves uh, independent historian Malisela, Olebelo historian, uh, seems to be uh, putting forward a very interesting point. This is uh, Aubrey. An escalation in the number of fake qualifications cannot be separated from a discussion about the imperatives of transformation in higher education and SOEs. The demand for transformation heightened the Bravo. demand for fake qualifications. How would you how would you respond to that, uh, Mr. Mudisapuri? I, I missed you for a split second there. Um, I think halfway through uh, reading the let, 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 let me read it. Let me read it to you again. This comes from somebody by the name of Atlebelo, historian. He says, uh, an, escal- an escalation in the number of fake qualifications cannot be separated from a discussion about the imperatives of transformation in higher education and in SOEs. The demand for transformation heightened the demand for fake qualifications. I I I think there's there's merit to uh, to that argument. Um, uh, I think the the demand um, for people to be uh, uh, in possession of qualifications for the roles they occupy uh, is very high. Um, and obviously, it is linked to transformation, uh, but it is also linked to uh, to global uh, development and uh, economic development as well. Because you don't only compete um, uh, 
in your own country, but you compete with uh, those from outside as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if the, the larger pool of uh, candidates that you have for certain position, uh, if the pool is reducing, you almost can, can guess that there will probably be a propensity for um, employees to embellish their CVs on the one hand, mm-hmm. And sometimes for employers to be less diligent in their selection of candidates. Uh, but what you also run the risk of having as well is uh, arguably a circulation of the few uh, to meet the demands mm. for transformation. Mm. So there's, there's merit to that argument. Let's talk about the law and fake qualifications. What is the legal framework as far as fake uh, qualifications in South Africa look like. Uh, perhaps let's let's start with the um, just the common law, mm. um, and what you had in terms of the common law was uh, a simple matter of uh, a representation that you made that you have these qualifications, and the best scenario if you are found not to have those was for an employer to terminate your employment on the boast of, on the basis of misrepresentation or dishonesty. Mm. Uh, but there was nothing more that could be done uh, about it. Uh, so you wouldn't face a, a criminal um, charge per se uh, that would stick. Because remember, in the, the world of employment law, the test is a, a balance of probabilities. So mm. there's a 50, 50 chance that uh, you you misrepresent it. So if it uh, tilts slightly uh, against the qualifications being legit, uh, then that's good enough. But for it to be a criminal matter, uh, it must be proved beyond reasonable doubt. Mm. Mm. And so that that is um, as a result of that that uh, the changes you made reference to earlier in the law were then promulgated in the form of the National Qualifications Framework Amendment Act. Um, and amongst its other papers, it has a number of purposes. The first one was to provide for the formulation of a criteria for the evaluation of foreign qualifications. Yeah. Um, so you would recall uh, in the 90s, we had uh, exiles retaining um, and... Um, at the time, we were quite a, an inward-looking society, so we had doubts about whether or not qualifications from elsewhere uh, have any weight. Mm. Um, so we went through a process to then assess those. And some years uh, ago, the South African Qualifications uh, Authority Act was then passed to then start setting a framework for that. Um, but what it didn't have was... Uh, a, a penalization for instances where the qualifications are proven uh, to be false. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for a start, then the amendment provided a criteria for foreign qualifications to be assessed against our framework. Mm-hmm. So whatever institution you qualified with anywhere in the world, uh, it has to be assessed against the criteria that's set in our law. And it is it is very possible that a master's from elsewhere could be adjudged to be uh, good enough for a bachelor's degree. It's possible depending on the criteria. Mm. So that was the one objective of the act. But the more important and relevant one for the purpose of today's discussion 
is the one that says the purpose is to provide for offenses and penalties which have a bearing on fraudulent qualifications. Because it was difficult prior to this for an employer to to charge an employee with fraud for misrepresenting the qualifications because they have to prove in a balance of probability that there was intent to misrepresent. Um, and proving beyond reasonable doubt when all you did was take someone through an, a, 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 an interview and if you are more diligent uh, also through a risk assessment as part of your due diligence may not pass master in terms of proving beyond reasonable doubt that uh, there's a crime committed and it was committed with intent. So the law was amended to that effect. So it is now a punishable offense yeah. and a criminal offense to misrepresent your qualifications. Yeah. So uh, Anonymous says, since our democracy, 1994, that is 30 years ago, within the 30 years period, how quickly were black people expected to obtain university qualifications? And also expected to have a job experience. Remember, university fees are expensive, and that's from Anonymous. And perhaps we do need to, um, you know, recenter the conversation here. This is not about people who don't have qualifications. This conversation is not about that. And it's not about whether or not the, 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 the general system is fair or not uh, in wanting black people to have qualifications. That's a different conversation altogether, but perhaps it does have some bearing to this. It is about lying about your qualifications. This is what we're talking about here. Yeah? Suppose there's all sorts of uh, of conversations we can have about, about uh, history, about inequality, about all of those kinds of things which Anonymous is raising here, but... I really want us to be clear about what our conversation is about. It's about people who misrepresent their qualifications. That is very different from somebody who can legitimately claim that because of the history of this country, I did not have certain qualifications and therefore uh, I need perhaps a a helping hand. I need, we had a guy who was a president of this country yeah, for two terms who did not have any formal education. And nobody said anything was wrong with it. Well, some did. Some did. No, no, I must be honest. Some did have a problem with that. But he didn't lie about his qualifications or lack thereof. The issue is about people who lie about it. And I, I, I'm hoping that what Anonymous is saying is not that it is at some level justifiable because of the history of this country to lie about your qualifications when... Certain jobs require the highest levels of in, of integrity. And if that integrity is not there, it can cost many, many, many lives. So I, I do want us to perhaps just underscore that issue, that it's not about whether or not people have qualifications. It is about the issue of lying about those qualifications. And so the question must arise. Is there any justification? For this phenomenon, phenomenon of of lying about one's credentials and qualifications because of our history that is fraught with inequality and an injustice, Khalibu. Uh, uh, I missed the question a bit, perhaps. So, 
I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the message that I've just gotten from Anonymous. And I'm wanting to make sure that we all understand what this conversation is about. This conversation is about people who have lied about their qualifications or who lie about their qualifications. But the the listener is, I, I think, trying to say that because of the inequalities of of the country we live in, the historical inequalities, the 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 prohibitively expensiveness of getting a university degree, it is somehow justifiable that people are uh, uh, are misrepresenting their qualifications. And he seems to be suggesting that this conversation is only about black people. Well, uh, Tafara points out that uh, not too long ago, uh, a very highly respected uh, economist by the name of Chris Hart was also found to have lied about his qualifications a few years ago. So it's not a black or white thing. It is a human thing uh, or, you know, yeah, a, a, a situation where human beings of all colors, of all hues, of all persuasions can do stupid things. But what do you make of the conversation or of the assertion or of the idea that because of the inequalities of history, because of the injustices of the past, it is somehow justifiable for black people at least to lie about their qualifications? Perhaps I, I don't. I don't think um, um, one would be serious with uh, one's uh, approach to argument uh, or debate uh, if the premise is uh, it is okay okay to engage with you on the basis of dishonesty. Because when when in in the world of business and and in the world in general uh, you want to take people at their words um so if they believe if they 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 give the impression that they they strongly hold this view and you should rely on this view because they are qualified to express that view uh you are well entitled to um to to believe that um and 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 it's consequently no justification for them to say, "Well, I'm sorry that I misled you, uh, but it's not personal." Uh, so, I, th- I think when we we bring the debate into um, the discussion into the the topic at hand, when you talk about the world of employment, it's quite important to understand what the minimum qualification is. Mm. And, and what the implications are of uh, overstating your qualifications. So if, for argument's sake, the qualification for this job that's advertised is a bachelor's degree with uh, five years experience, mm. chances are, given the number of uh, graduates that we know uh, anecdotally uh, have qualified but are not employed, you are most likely to get a lot of people applying. And to whistle down the number of applications, uh, you, amongst others, you'd look at how how do they meet the minimum. And uh, and if everybody meets the minimum, then you need to find another criteria to then uh, start excluding uh, some or some funds for some of them to fall off the race. So if someone then claims to have a higher qualification, you obviously stand up um, 
uh, a few millimeters above the heads of others. Mm. And if they have the very top of the uh, qualification pyramid, which is a PhD, uh, th- I suppose the only debate you would have as an employer is uh, whether this person will is likely to be overqualified for the job you're looking to do. Mm. But chances are uh, they, they would stand heads above someone with uh, the bachelor's degree that meets the minimum and has three years working experience. So to say you have qualifications that you do not have provides unfair advantage to the particular applicant. Um, And it's it's even more so when uh, you look at the impact of uh, finding out later on that they actually don't have that qualification. Yeah. Because what it essentially means as an employer is you have to go through the process of uh, terminating their employment, uh, which means employing lawyers going through the CCMA or the relevant agencies. Uh, It means you have to go through uh, recruitment agencies to replace um, 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 the vacant position or from the vacancy that will then result as a as an outcome of the person leaving the business. It then means you also suffered uh, productivity losses um, because you may have wondered somewhere along the way that this person has this qualification, but I'm struggling to see why they are struggling to grasp certain concepts which should be uh, fairly easy to grasp, grasp at this level. Uh, so you may place them on, on advanced, um, uh, skills development programs. Uh, so it's, it's like putting someone on an advanced, um, geometry, um, uh, course because, uh, they, you want them to be, uh, affair with some econometric calculations only to find that they struggled at, uh, basic arithmetic, but yeah. you're not aware of that until you start questioning, but do they have the qualification? So there's a number of consequences uh, to that, um, in addition to just the economic consequences on the country. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And, and the bigger one is the reputation of the organizations they work for. Because the moment you are a reputable organization and you have this incident on your hands, people start questioning whether or not you are entitled to the credibility you are supposed to have. Because your due diligence should have picked up some of these things. Let's talk to um, Dr. So yeah, let's talk to uh, Dr. Confidence uh, Moloko in Bedford View. Hi, Doctor. Yeah, good evening, sir, and good evening, listeners. Yeah, good evening. I've been listening to your to, to the discussion uh, with interest, mm. and I think that. Um, let us not reduce the issue of honesty and integrity to only the people that are working in very high positions. Um, what we need to do is to cultivate a culture in this country where people will understand that it is very important to tell the truth and not to tell a lie. Whether you are working um, as a laborer and uh, you have got certain skills, or whether you are sitting on some board that is very high up there or in a position where you are, um, for example, the chairman of the board or the vice chancellor. If you lie for any reason, not only about your qualification, it means that you are putting, you, you are, you, you, the, the question of honesty and integrity 
does not apply in your case. Now, you cannot put anybody in charge, even of your garden, when that person does not have honesty and integrity. And this is one of the fundamental um, traits that we should try and inculcate in the minds and in the psyche in the psyche of everybody in this country. That's, that's the bottom line. Dr. Confidence in Bedford View couldn't agree more with him, Halibu, um, uh, uh, because uh, I suppose it can become a conversation about uh, the credentialism of, of the well-heeled. But it's a culture, I suppose, that, that must be arrested from the top to the bottom, from the bottom to the top, right? Uh, I, th- I think the two points he mentioned are quite crucial. Uh, um, so at the end of the day, it boils down to the value system. Um, and which is, which is why I made the point earlier that you want to take people at their weights. And, and that requires an element of honesty. You want to believe that this person uh, means exactly what they say uh, and they have exactly what they state they have. And, and uh, if you, you then work with them on, the, on, on reliance uh, from those assertions and it comes out that uh, they do not have, the element of trust is gone, um, and which was the basis on which employers could then go through the process of uh, terminating employment. And uh, it doesn't matter at what level it is. Uh, uh, so if you have an, an operator um, that's meant to have uh, as a qualification minimum uh, metric, um, you want to believe they have metric. Um, but as a diligent employer, you then go through a due diligence to then verify that. Um, uh, but once they have that, then you're entitled to then uh, employ them and expect that they will operate at the level at which they were employed and at the level at which they, they represented their skills and competence. And if it comes out that they don't have the qualification, uh, it really doesn't matter how competent they are. Uh, I was looking at a, an engagement today. I don't know whether it's called a tweet anymore since we don't have Twitter. Uh, so I suppose... I was looking at an X, not a tweet, <laughs> where somebody was saying, but, but I, I this, struggle this with person, that old story every day. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm battling with it. I'm trying yeah. to wrap my head around it. Yeah. I suppose it's an X on X, uh, as opposed to a tweet on Twitter. Yeah. And the person was effectively saying, but the PhD debate is irrelevant because the person is competent and, uh, and they have uh, maybe another qualification less than a PhD. And it's good enough for the job. So if they're doing the job, then protect them as an employer and support them. I think what the person missed is exactly the point that uh, the doctor, the good doctor just mentioned on the phone, which is uh, trust. Yep. So you can't trust this person if this comes out. Because when they were giving an opinion, you were taking that opinion because it comes from an expert that has the requisite qualifications. And in fact, that has more than the requisite qualification. And if it turns out they don't have more than the requisite qualification, you actually beginning to begin to doubt even the qualification they have. 
because it's not at that point it's not about the qualification anymore it's about the dishonest representation precisely and that's why it doesn't matter that yeah and that, that's why with all of the issues that we could tabulate about former president jacob zuma he never lied he never lied and said that he had some phd uh when he took up the high office he never lied at any stage i mean um you know, because somebody raised it with me yesterday to say, yeah, but what about Jacob Zuma? He didn't have a qualification. And and, and I, I guess people in that sort of conversation miss the point of that it's not about the, the existence or non-existence of the qualification in terms of competence, but rather the lying, the dishonesty is the issue here. Marisa um, Puri. Uh, That's correct. So... I want to take uh, a call from George in Hartebiespoort. Hi, George. Obre and your guest, um, thanks for the opportunity. Um, uh, to me, the reasons that lead to this, uh, as uh, your guest indicated, that it's an international thing. When you look at human uh, value system, it has changed. So we can expect that to happen. Point number one. Number two... Um, individuals are being given an opportunity to compete for this position and others will always do their best to look as best as they can and as they do that. Not that it is correct, it is wrong. The third point which is very important is the one of the employer itself. The employer lets the to do the duty to make sure that they screen because if they screen no one will easily it's a very few people that will want to go and apply for a job knowing that they'll be screened and it will show that um they they were not truthful it's a barrier to that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the fact that there are people that are competing for this job now if this lady for example that we talk about in South Africa was given an opportunity as a doctor. What about those that competed with her that never had those degrees? We have disadvantaged those people because if we knew that the requirement was the one of the doctorate, she will be put against the 16 that has doctorate. Those that have masters will be put aside and said, no, you don't qualify. So we have that companies have a duty to really go back and ensure that they, are do, they do their things right. Because at the same time, if I had applied for a job and this is what we find, I'll go back to that company. My rights are still in place to say that, but you did not employ me whilst I had this, you see. So, so, so me, I say most importantly, the one that invites people to come for the job is the employer. So the employer must make sure that the, 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 the question of screening the people is discreet and to the point. I thank you. George in Hattabiaspoort Dam. Yeah, I suppose due diligence issues come into the whole conversation. Um, to what extent then can we look to the due diligence processes of employers uh, in this discussion, Mudisa um, Budi? Because it sounds to me as though some people are suggesting that it is a liability that must be taken by both the liar and the one that hasn't done the proper due diligence. Talk to me about that. Well, I think the, the caller is uh, is correct in terms of stating that the 
the the jobs are advertised by employers mm-hmm. and uh, employers should then have a process through which they they sieve uh, the applicants that are coming through and that would include the necessary criteria for making the ultimate appointment but they also have a due diligence um, because at the end of the day uh, one of the questions that employers have to answer is whether or not the the employment process uh, is unfair um, and part of the unfairness that's inherent in it is that if you have not employed me uh, when i have the qualification uh, you need to explain why is it i have not been employed and you have employed someone i believe does not have the qualification and for the employer to then be able to pass uh, uh, that test or to answer that question they have to be able to give to take you through what their due diligence means um, uh, so ordinarily employers would have a a, a pre-employment uh, verification process uh, uh, they will check and 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 um, per the privacy laws they would then need your consent to check your matrix certificate uh, to check your qualifications uh, they will do employ employment uh, reference they would uh, be in touch with the institutions that you are uh, you claim to have studied at and it is in that process that uh, you they will then be in a position to say yeah we satisfied that a person has the qualifications they claim to have now i was i was having a debate uh, with a colleague earlier who was effectively saying there's there's two risks inherent uh, in the employment process that uh, some employers may not take sufficient cognizance of uh, the first one is that some employers would rely on their recruitment agencies to do the due diligence for them so because i am employing uh, tkz recruitment as my agency um, i leave it to them to then just double check that uh, busiso has the qualification so if they say yes he does then i go ahead and employ yeah the unfortunate part of that is that when the excuse the language when the poopoo hits the fan it's not tkz recruitment that's uh, in the latch it's you as the employer mm-hmm. um who has a damaged reputation so it's always advisable uh, to do uh, the due diligence uh, uh, double check because uh, supposedly recruitment agencies as well will be uh, quite uh, enticed by the prospect of placing you mm. in this partic- with this particular employer noting the fees agreed when one of them maybe has one or two questions about this qualification you claim to have mm. so th- that's on the flip side of that uh, the other one is that the 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 service provided in uh, providers in this interest industry are not very many so there's also the risk of them for example uh, when you submit a request for them to do a verification check now instead of being diligent about it uh, in the here and now they may just uh, extract the record of the same check done on the same person 3 4 years ago yeah yeah and the fact might be 3 4 years ago there was no question but 4 years later actually it turns out that that specific institution at that point in time had a lot of questions about its qualifications and through a, a verification exercise the questions have been answered in the negative 
So it's it's the same debate, for example, that we've had in the course of last year with the University of Fort Hare and some some stories about uh, politicians obtaining qualifications yeah. uh, from their offices yeah. um, and attacks on the on the vice chancellor and, and principal of the university. So it's the same scenario. So it, it's always advisable to just double check as part of your due diligence that uh, your your verification agencies are actually verifying by your request now and not just simply relying on what they checked three, four, five years ago. Kuni says, uh, please check your facts. The rumors of Chris Hart's qualifications were not true. His qualifications was qualified. A communications officer at the University of on Wednesday confirmed to the Mail and Guardian that Hart holds a higher diploma in education. Um, uh, and however, uh, IOL can now confirm he has a higher diploma in education, physical science, which he qualified with in 1985, as well as a BCom uh, general, which he achieved in 1997, says Cooney uh, about um, what Tafara sent us about uh, um, Chris Hart. Um, here's, the, here's the issue that perhaps we do need to find a way of articulating. Because I think maybe sometimes the idea of honesty is understood only in terms of its moral virtue and not its operational imperative. Um, Talk to me about that. Um. I think I think both uh, points are very valid, uh, but as you correctly say, uh, sometimes uh, our understanding uh, of these things uh, is not wholesome uh, because the uh, the qualification is one thing, um, and uh, and it's it's uh, it's important in terms of uh, what gets you into the race uh, and whether you compete fairly. Uh, but the ethical part of it is that uh, when you are now in the race, uh, the expectation is that you should compete fairly um, and there is not uh, any unfair advantage that you have. Uh, I think I think if we you recall, uh, bro, uh, some years ago, uh, there was this race in France. Uh, I think it gets done annually. Mm. And there was an American cyclist in it yes. uh, who had projected that uh, uh, he is dope free. Yeah. But it turned out that yeah, uh, got, he I was got, the man. I, I, I got mauled for even reading an article that suggested that uh, as that whole story started to surface. Uh, and uh, people were very angry that I just even read that story. <laughs> I didn't even assert it. I just read it. Uh, I remember that very strongly. Yes, yeah. I, and 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 the ethics of of that story, amongst others, is the fact that uh, not only did he uh, represent that he is very ethical, uh, but uh, he was quite deceitful in the sense that he consciously, deliberately, and with intent was fully aware that he was uh, doping ever so regularly but was managing it and had an entire team that was helping him uh, with the lie. Um, 
and and I think that's that's the the, the ethics part of it. Yeah. So I think I think one of your column um, just sent a point around Chris Hart. I'm I'm going to be to do my own double checking myself, but if my memory serves me well, the representation was that he is an economist, um, and and having a a a bachelor's degree which is general doesn't quite make you an economist. Um, um, and if that's the scenario, I would still accept that there was some kind of dishonesty and misrepresentation there. That is completely separate from the fact that you could not doubt uh, the, the intensity of his debate when he was getting into them. Sure. Um, but the issue was the representation as an economist. Uh, yeah. There was, in, at least in my view, and I'll, I'll, I'll double check that once again, in my view, being qualified in, in, um, uh, with a, a degree in education doesn't quite make you uh, an economist. In fact, I very doubt that it makes you even an education. A higher diploma in uh, education, uh, specializing in physical science. Haliboy? <laughs> oh, I think I've just lost Haliboy. Haliboy, are you there? Um, I lost you for a split second there, brother. Anyway, I was just trying to specify what the education diploma, the higher diploma in education was, according to Kuni, uh, who is uh, asking us to check our facts with regards to that. And as you've agreed to do so yourself, let me just take one more call. Uh, Piri is an Alex. Hi, uh, Piri. Hi, good evening, brother. I think uh, you have just uh, encapsulated my thoughts there uh, because... I think this matter just uh, goes beyond just a mere um, a misrepresentation in order to attain uh, favor of employment, better employment. It just goes, uh, it, it just speaks to our moral decay as a society at large. I mean, you have a politician who would uh, uh, falsify documents in order to um, get uh, a tender of uh, some sort. You have it. A student or a learner who would uh, cheat in an exam, or you have uh, a CEO who would, uh, um, you know, call on to somebody uh, who is a friend of a friend to uh, get a tender or two, you know, all those kind of things. And you have uh, just a, an ordinary person in the street who would uh, bribe a, secu- a security guard to get into a certain building. So it just speaks to how much as a society we have gone. Uh, beyond just uh, you know being a good pe- people in order to just get the uh, favors uh, um, or two um, e- economic wise absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Piri, absolutely couldn't have said it better myself I mean there's a story at the moment brewing uh, about uh, a petroleum company or a fuel company that has been uh, mixing uh, diesel with paraffin uh, with paraffin and uh, it appears that the authorities know this company, but for some reason are unable or are not willing to name and shame this company. So I think uh, this endemic dishonesty is something perhaps that we need to have a conversation about. Mudisa Pudi, thank you once again, sir, for joining us this evening. How do people get in touch with you as we part? Um, can get in touch uh, with me at the... Um, um, Latuli Advisory Service uh, website, as well as uh, the the office line. Um, 